0: Blessed is he. Hol- Holiness gave the Torah to his
1: people.
0: He started out. <laughs> Tate, Tora, <laughs> Key, Mitsi, Tate, Tora, Udavar, and I, Mirushanai, Baruch, Chinatan, Tora, Tora, Baruch, Tora, Tora, Layam, Israel. All right, sit down there. King, King
2: David wrote, The Torah of Hashem is perfect, converting the soul. But the testimony of Hashem is sure, making wise and simple. The statutes of Hashem are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of Hashem is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Hashem is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of Hashem are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Psalms chapter 19, verses 7 through 10. Yeshua said, don't think that I have come to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to complete. Yes, indeed, I tell you that until heaven and earth pass away, not so much as a yid or a stroke will pass from the Torah. Now until everything that must happen has happened. So whoever disobeys the least of these mitzvot, and teaches others to do so, will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever obeys them and so teaches will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I tell you that unless your righteousness is far greater than that of the Torah teachers in Pershing, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. The prophets declared, bind up the testimony and seal the Torah among my disciples. The Torah entered the testimony is, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 16 and verse 20. This is what Shemst is. Then, by the way, since seen ask the ancient paths. For well, the good way is, and walk in it. And you shall find rest for your souls. Jeremiah chapter 6,
0: verse 16. Man, b'nei adonai, be-yad-moshe. And this is the Torah that Moshe placed for the children of Israel at the command of Hashem, through the hand of Moshe. Right. Oh. Uh, looks like no problem for you. No
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Amode
0: mine by Abraham La Torah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But poet and I have Baruch and Rachel Lumba.
1: But in the the vera inta vashavya eshat ipatoa da da khashktava da nakhatkar vahaveta el el so petakha et et tos va seta et siponeha Baru Katar and I, a little Hainuma, Lamasha, Natananutra, Timet, a vey or lamb, the Tabet of Hainu, Baru Katar and I, Who's going to read?
3: if you go out to war against your enemies and the Lord your God will deliver him into your hands and you shall take his captives and you see among the captives a beautiful woman and you desire her you may take her for yourself as a wife you shall bring her into your home, and she shall ha- shave her head and let her nails grow. And she shall remove the gar garment of her captivity f- from upon herself, and stay in your house, and weep for her father and her mother for a full month, after that you may be intim- intimate with her and possess and and possess her, she she shall be a wife for you and it will be that if you do not desire her then you shall send her away wherever she wishes but you shall not sell her for money you shall not keep her as a servant because you have afflicted her if a man has two wives one beloved and the other despised and they bear him sons the beloved one and the despised one despised one the first and the firstborn son is the one from the despised one then it will be on that on the day the husband bequeaths bequeaths his property to his sons, and he sh- he will not be able to give the son of the beloved wife birthright and precedence over the son of the despised wife than the real the real firstborn son. Rather, he shall acknowledge the firstborn and. The son of the despised wife shall give and give him a double share in all that he possesses because he, this firstborn son, firstborn son is the first of his strength and he, th- then he has the birthright entitlement. If a man is, has a wayward and rebellious son who does not obey his father or his mother and they chasten him and he still does not listen to them, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring out the elders of the city bring him out to the elders of the city and to the gate of his place. They shall they shall say to the elders of the city, This son of ours is wayward and rebellious. He does not obey us. He is a glutton and a guzzler. All the men of the city shall pelt him to death with stone, stones, and he shall die. So you shall clear out the evil from among you, and all you saw will listen with fear. Second pushing
1: Okay.
0: Um. Ya Ezra ben Abraham, la Torah.
4: Shalom. Shalom. Maluwa donai hamibora. Baruch nam brak lelam ba'ed. Baruch adonai hamborale ulam Baruch ata Asher b'harbanu mikohamim Benatan lanu etorato. Baruch ata adonai. Shema. Amen. Can you turn on your camera? I'm, I'm I thought waiting.
5: I did.
0: Hold on.
4: Sorry, I thought I did. Okay. <laughs> Beghi giecha be, hi, jishie, be ishi. het mis, mispad mis behu ma be, betalita oto al et lo talim ni la ni lati al chayetz ki kabod tik, ber, tik berenu bayom chachu, ki... Oh, uh, sorry. Ki kabod ki t, bar, bar, Oh, I already said that, I'm sorry. Ki... L, he kit le lat eloh ellohim talud velo, teta, me ed ada, adamata, asher Adonai Eloheija, noten lecha, na nahalat. Baruata Adonai, loheinu Meleha haolam, asher natan lano Torah emet, bechayyeh olanatan Baru Pata Adonai, noten Hatora Amen. If a man
1: commits
6: a sin or eat which he is sentenced to death and he is put on put to death. you shall then. Hang him on a pole,
7: but you shall not leave his body on the pole overnight. Rather, you shall bury him on that same day. For a hanging human corpse is a blasphemy, a blasphemy of God. And you shall not defile your defile your land, which the Lord your God is giving you as, as an inheritance. Is that one? Yeah. Okay. You shall not see your brother's ox or sh- sheep straying and ignore them. Rather, you shall return them to your brother. But if your brother is not near you, or if you do not know him, you shall bring it to your house, and it shall be with you until your brother seeks it out, whereupon you shall return it to him. So shall you do with his donkey, and so shall you do with his garment, and so shall you do with any lost article of your brother which he has lost, and you have found. You should not You shall not ignore it. You shall not see your brother's donkey or his ox fallen under its load on the road and ignore them. Rather, you shall pick up the load with him. A man's attire shall not be on a woman, nor may a man wear a woman's garment, because whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. If a bird's nest chances before you on the road— on any tree or on the ground and it contains fl- fledglings or eggs the mother if the mother is sitting upon the fledglings or upon the eggs you shall not take the mother upon the young you shall send away the mother and then you shall and then you take the young for yourself in order that it should be good for you you should lengthen and you should lengthen your days
1: Mm-hmm. Raphael
0: <laughs> ben the Torah. <laughs> <laughs> Baruch Huhtanayim Barak. Baruch
1: Huhtanayim Barak
0: l'lamvayet. Baruch Huhtanayim Barak l'lamvayet.
8: Baruchat Arunai, kolam. Asher b'chavanim kolamim ve'natlanu torato. Baruchat
1: Arunai. Rukshamim, natan ha'torah. Aye. He 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 he. Beit kadosh, yasita
8: ma'aket, Velo t'as, velo t'asim damim, vevetzeha ki ki pol hanukah menu, lo lo tizra karmecha ki ki raim pentik pentik das hamalei hamalei ah azera asher tizra ut ut. What a The
5: when you build a new house, you should make a guardrail for your roof so that you shall not cause blood to be spilled in your house, but the one who falls should fall from the roof. You shall not sow your vineyard together with a mixed variety of species, lest they increase even the seed that you sow in the yield of the vineyard both become forbidden. You shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together. You shall not wear a mixture of wool and linen together. You shall make yourself twisted threads on the four corners of your garment with which you cover yourself. A man takes a wife, is intimate with her, and despises her. And he makes libelous charges against her and gives her bad name, saying, I took this woman, and when I came to her, I did not find any evidence of virginity for her. Then the girl's father and her mother shall obtain evidence of the girl's virginity, and take it to the elders of the city, to the gate. And the girl's father shall say to the elders, I gave my daughter to this man as a wife, and he despised her. And behold, he made libelous charges, saying, I did not find evidence of your daughter's virginity. But this is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. And to spread the garment before the elders of the city. Then the elders of this that city shall take the man and chasten him. And they shall find him one hundred shekels of silver, because he defamed a virgin of Israel. And he shall give it to the girl's father, and she shall be his wife. He shall not send her away all the days of his life. But if this matter was true, indeed no evidence of the girl's virginity was found, I shall take the girl up to the entrance of her father's house, and the men of the city shall pelt her with stones, and she shall die. For she did a disgraceful thing in Israel to commit adultery in her father's house. So shall you clear away the evil among you. If a man is found lying with a married woman, even both of them shall die the man lying with the man, woman and the woman. So shall you clear away the evil from Israel. If there is a virgin betrothed to a man, and another man finds her in the city and lies with her, you shall take them both out to the gate of that city, and you shall pelt them with stones, and they shall die. The girl, because she did not cry out, even though she was in the city, and the man, because he violated his neighbor's wife. So shall you clear away the evil from among you. But if a man finds a betrothed girl in the field, and the man overpowers her and lies with her, then only the man who lay with her shall die. Whereas to the girl, you should do nothing. The girl did not commit a sin deserving of death. For just as a man rises up against his fellow and murders him, so is this case. Because he found her in the field, the betrothed girl had cried out, for there is no one to save her. If a man finds a virgin girl who is not betrothed and seizes her and lies with her, and they are found. The man who lay with her, she give fifty sickles of silver to the girl's father, and she shall become his wife, because he violated her. He shall not send her away all the days of his life. Okay. A man shall not take his father's wife, nor shall he uncover the corner of his father's cloak. A man with injured testicles or whose members cut may not enter the assembly of the Lord. A bastard shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Even the tenth generation shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. An Ammonite or a Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Even the tenth generation shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Because they did not greet you with bread and water on the way when you left Egypt. And because he, the people of Moab, hired Balaam, the son of Baor, from Pethor, and Aram Naharaim against you, to curse you. But the Lord your God did not want listen, to listen to Balaam, So The Lord your God transformed the curse into a blessing for you, because the Lord your God loves you. You should never seek out their welfare or their good all your days.
0: Ya'amod are ben Aaron, the No? Okay. Ya Ahmad and Abraham La Sora Baruka
9: Sadhana, Ham
0: Barucha Nai,
9: Barak Lealam by Ed. Baruka Nai, Hamma Barak Lealam by Ed. Barucha Ta denai, Barucha Ta denai, Melaka, Alam Ashurba Karban, Numi Koha, Amin, Benatin Lat, Nu et Torato, noten Ta
0: No Hatara. Amen.
9: You shall not despise an Edomite, for he is your brother. You shall not despise an Egyptian, for you were a sojourner in his land. Children who are born to them in the third generation may enter the assembly of the Lord. When a camp goes out against your enemies, you shall be aware uh, You shall be aware of everything evil. If there is among you a man who is unclean because of a nocturnal emission, he shall go outside the camp he shall not come within the camp. And it shall be towards evening, he shall bathe in water, and when the sun sets, he may come within the camp. And you shall have designated a place outside the camp so that you can go out there to use it as a privy. And you shall keep a stake in addition to your weapons, and it shall be when you sit down outside to relieve yourself, you shall dig with it and you shall return and cover your excrement. For the Lord your God goes along in the midst of your camp to rescue you and to deliver your enemies before you. Therefore, your camp shall be holy, so that he should not see anything unseemly among you and would turn turn away from you. You shall not deliver a slave to his master if if he seeks refuge with you from his master. Rather, he shall be allowed to reside among you, wherever he chooses within any of your cities where it is good for him. You shall not oppress him. There shall not be a prostitute of the daughters of Israel, and there shall not be a male prostitute of the sons of Israel. You shall not bring a prostitute's fee or the price of a dog, or the price of a dog to the house of the Lord your God for any vow, because both of them are an an abomination to the Lord your God. You shall not give interest to your brother where it, be interest whether it be interest on money interest on food or interest on any other item for which interest is normally taken you may however give interest to a gentile but to your brother you shall not give interest in order that the lord your god shall bless you in every one of your endeavors on the land to which you are coming to possess when you make a vow to the lord your god you shall not delay in paying it for the lord your god will demand it of you and will be counted as a sin for you. But if you shall refrain from making vows, you will have no sin. Observe and do what it is emitted from your lips, just as you have pledged to the Lord, your God, as a donation, which you have spoken with your mouth. Baruch elohim Asher amit ye olam Neta Bit tokenu Cano, Baruchatanai,
0: Rook Shimon, no
9: taint hotter.
0: Amen. Ya Amud Moshe Ben Benchmel Mechela Torah. Shabbat
10: shav Moshe I guess you guys can hear me right cuz you responded okay Baruch arunai hamurah Baruch anah marak lelam va'en Baruch arunai hamurah le'olam va'en Baruch atah adonai mochar b'ne mi kol im we not tamanu et Torah atah Baruch atah adonai Ruk HaTorah
0: Amen
10: Amen Kittabo Re Echa V'yakhalta Anabim Ke Nafshika Keljeha low titan, Kitavo, but the Kamar Raeha, Reeha, the Katapta, Melilo, the Adeha, khermesh Hermesh yeah. Tanif al Kamat Reeha, Ki Yikar Ish yeah. Isha. Uba Allah wa haya imlo tim ta be enab ki ma va wa israd dabar be khatab la Sefer Kerito told binata Vyada natun be shulha me beto, the Atsa, me beto, the Halha, the Haita, um, Laish Acher, the Haita, Laish Acher, Barucha Tarunai, Lohenu Melakolum.
1: When
8: you enter your neighbor's vineyard, you may eat as many grapes as you desire until you are sated, but you shall not put any into your vessel. When you enter your neighbor's standing grain, you may pick the ears with your hand, but you shall not lift a sickle upon your neighbor's standing grain. When a man takes a wife and is intimate with her, and it happens that she does not find favor in his eyes, because he discovers in her an unseemly moral matter, and he writes for her a bill of divorce and places it into her hand, and sends her away from his house, and she leaves his house and goes and marries another man, if the latter husband hates her and writes her a bill of divorce, and places it into her hand and sends her away from his house. Or if the latter husband who took her as a wife dies, her first husband who had sent her away may not take her again to be his wife, and she was defiled to him. For that is abomination is an abomination before the Lord, and you shall not bring sin to the land the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance.
0: Um, yeah, I'm, uh... Betzalel ben Avraham la Torah.
11: Baruch Hu et Adonai Hanbarach.
0: Baruch Hanabarak le'lam
11: Baruch Adonai hamverak le'olam va'ed, ed Atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech Olam Asha bakarbanu be'komeu et ha'monim, lanu et Torah to, Adonai, No Shema, noten torah. Excuse me. <clears throat> When a man takes a new wife, he shall not go out in the army, nor shall he be subjected to anything associated with it. He shall remain free for his home for one year and delight his wife whom he has taken. Once, one shall not take the lower or the upper millstone as security for a loan, because he is taking a life as security. If a man is discovering, if a man is discovered kidnapping any person from among his brothers of the children of israel and treats him as a slave and sells him that thief shall die so that ye shall clear out the evil from among you be cautious regarding the lesson the lesions of and observe to observe meticulously and you shall do according to all that the levite priest instruct you as i have commanded you so shall you observe and do remember what the lord your god did to miriam on the way when you went out of egypt When you lend your fellow Jew any item, you shall not enter his home to take his security. You shall stand outside, and the man to whom you are extending the loan shall bring the security to you outside. And if he is a poor man, you shall not lie down to sleep with his security. You shall return the security to him by sunset, so that he may lie down to sleep in his garment. And he will bless you, and it will be counted for you as merit before the Lord your God. Barukata Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam Asher natan lanu Torah amet Ve'kaye olam neta betokinu Adonai Baruch sh'mon Noten ha'Torah
1: Ba'amod
0: <laughs> <laughs> ahava <laughs>
1: I <laughs> put <laughs> Sahir ani I share the sa oh kita, Pelo love for shelves. He ain't a need who, 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 i don't know say how for you to always i'll be in you in me need you too. al is oh you must Parukata, yeah. I mm-hmm.
6: You shall not withhold withhold the wages of a poor or destitute hired worker If you of your weathers, weathers, or of your strangers who are in your with, within your cities. You shall give him his wage
8: on his day and not let the sun set over it. For he is poor and he risks his life for it, so that he should not cry out to the Lord against you, so that there should be sin upon you. Fathers shall not be put to death because of sons, nor shall sons be put to death because of fathers, each man shall be put to get, put to death for his own transgression. You shall not pervert the judgment of a stranger or an orphan, and you shall not take a widow's garment as security for a loan. You shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to take it. It shall be left for the stranger, the orphan, the, and the widow, so that the Lord your God will bless you in all that you do. When you beat your olive tree, you shall not de-glorify it by picking all its fruit after you. It shall be left for the stranger, the orphan, and the the widow. When you pick the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean after you. It shall be left for the stranger, the orphan, and the widow. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. If there is a quarrel between men, and they approach the tribe, tribunal, and they the judges judge them, and they acquit the innocent one and condemn the guilty one. And it shall be, if the guilty one has incurred the penalty of lashes, that the judge shall make him lean over and flog in front of him, commensurate with his crime in number. He shall flog him with forty lashes, he shall not exceed, lest he give him a much more severe flogging than these forty lashes." And your brother will be degraded before your eyes. You shall not muzzle an ox when it is threshing the grain. If brothers reside together and one of them dies having no son, the dead man's wife shall not marry another, an outsider. Rather, her husband's brother shall be intimate with her, making her a wife for himself. Thus, performing the obligation of a husband of the husband's brother with her. And it will be that the eldest brother who performs the levirate merit. Liberate marriage, if she can bear, will if she can bear, will succeed in the name of his deceased brother, so that his deceased brother brother's name shall not be obliterated from Israel. But if the man does not wish to take his brother's wife, the brother's wife shall go up to the gate to the elders and say, My husband's brother has refused to perpetuate his brother's name in Israel. He does not wish to perform the obligation of a husband's brother with me. Then the elders of his city shall call him and speak to him, and he shall stand up and say, I do not wish to take her. Then his brother's wife shall approach him before the eyes of the elders and remove his shoe from his foot, and she shall spit before his face and answer him and say, Thus shall be done to the man who will not build up his brother's household. And that family shall be called in Israel, the family of the one whose shoe was removed. If two men, a man and his brother, are fighting together, and the wife of one of them approaches to rescue her husband from his assailant, and she stretches forth her hand and grabs hold of his private parts, you shall cut off her hand, you shall not have pity. You shall not keep in your pouch two different weights, one large and one small. You shall not keep in your house two different ephah measures, one large and one small. Rather, you shall have a full and honest weight, a full and honest ephah measure, in order that your days will be prolonged on the land which the Lord your God gives you. For whoever does these things, whoever perpetuates such injustice, is an abomination to the Lord your God. You shall remember what Amalek did to you on the way when you went out of Egypt, how he happened upon you on the way and cut off all the stragglers at your rear, when you were faint and weary, and you did not fear God. Therefore, it will be when the Lord your God grants you respite, respite from all your enemies around you, in the land which the Lord your God gives you, gives to you as an inheritance to possess, that you shall obliterate the remembrance of Amalek from beneath the heavens. You shall not forget. <laughs>
1: Ya amor, a la
0: la tora <laughs>
2: Baruch Hu Etz-Nam Evorach
0: Baruch Anam Evorach Le'olam
2: Va'ed Baruch Anam Evorach Le'olam Va'ed Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Ha'olam Asher Bechabani Mikolamin V'natalano Le'Torato Baruch Atah Adonai
0: Baruch Shamo
2: Amen oh,
1: okay.
2: Zachor Asher
1: Lecha
2: amare ba ba tere bat se hem asher karha ba baizan baizan ne peh Ah, ha, recha, ve, ah, ve, ye, ve, ve, lo, yare, elohim, ve, ha, ya, ve, ha, adonai, Elohecha Lecha Lecha Mikol Oi Misavi Misa Visa Visa Asher Adonai Elohe Elohecha No Lecha Nahkala larishtha chim chim khe et zege amalek mi mi tachat lo tishka Baruch atah Adonai Elohim melech alam Ashim Me teratame Tipechei elam natap tochenu Baruch atah Adonai No shamo Torah
1: Amen.
2: Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Asher bachar bin viim tovin Betav adivrehem hanemarim Be'emet Baruch atah Adonai Ha'boker bat Torah Moshe Abdo avdo Uv Amo Uv Inviye Rani akaralo yala yala da pits pitski rin rin rinah tetahali lokah lokala ki kira bin. Bene Shome Mibene, Mibene, Veula Amar Adonai Are Archi Arhi vi makom Ahale Viri Old Mishkenotai Yat. Ya tu al tak she al tak syoki al ari me a me a raikh bete do bete Kiamin Ushem Ushem Ushemo Ushemo T. Frozi Desar 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 Ech Goim Irash Ve areim Neshamo. Yoshi, sh- Yo Yoshi, Barucha Tadana, Elahim, Malakalam, Circle, Ala means a deep behold a rope. Aella ne man, how may we say, okay. Hamda Bam Cayen, She called the Varav, Emmet Fatsadik. Ne mana Tad Nelahinu, the name I named the Vreka, but a brahad me Vreka, Aquila Yashu Vrekam. Have compassion upon Zion, for it is the source of our lives, and deliver the jury-hearted speedily in our days. Bless you, and sh- Blessed are you, Hashem, who rebuilds Jerusalem.
0: Amen.
2: Cause the shield of David to sprout forth and lift up his own with your salvation. Bless you, Hashem, shield of David. Amen. Grant us rest, for you are our father, and rule over us speedily, for you are our king. Bless you, Hashem, and sanctify the Shabbat.
5: Amen.
12: I'm going to read the Hofstra portion, not as stated on Chabad or most sources, but I'm going to start it in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 13, and I'll talk about why later. See how my servant will succeed. He will be raised up, exalted, highly honored. Just as many were appalled at him because he was so disfigured that he didn't even seem human and simply no longer looked like a man. So now he will start startle many nations. Because of him, kings will be speechless for they will see what they had not been told. They will ponder things they had never heard. Who believes our report? To whom is the arm of Adonai revealed? For before him, he grew up like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He was not well-formed or especially handsome. We saw him, but his appearance did not attract us. People despised and avoided him, a man of pains, well acquainted with illness, like someone from whom people turn their faces. He was despised, we did not value him. In fact, it was our diseases he bore, our pains from which he suffered. Yet we regarded him as punished, stricken and afflicted by God. But he was wounded because of our crimes, crushed because of our sins. The disciplining that makes us whole fell on him. And by his bruises, we are healed. We all like sheep went astray. We turned each one to his own way. Yet Adonai laid on him the guilt of all of us. Though mistreated, he was submissive. He did not open his mouth like a lamb led to be slaughtered, like a sheep silent before its shearers. He did not open his mouth. After forcible arrest and sentencing, he was taken away. And none of his generation protested his being cut off from the land of the living for the crimes of my people who deserved the punishment themselves. He was given a grave among the wicked. In his death, he was with a rich man, Although he had done no violence and he had said nothing deceptive, yet it pleased Adonai to crush him with illness, to see if he would present himself as a guilt offering. If he does, he will see his offspring and he will prolong his days. And at his hand, Adonai's desire will be accomplished. After this ordeal, he will see satisfaction by his knowing pain and sacrifice. My righteous servant makes many righteous. It is for their sins that he suffers. Therefore, I will assign him a share with the great. He will divide the spoil with the mighty for having exposed himself to death and being counted among the sinners while actually bearing the sin of many and interceding for the offenders.
0: All right. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. So my wife will give a talk about that, what she just read, in a little bit. And um, this week, you know, is Parsha um, Ki Tetzit, and there's, there's tons of mitzvot in this Parsha. Um, I think it might be the most mitzvot in one Parsha. Um, but I'm going to pick, like, the shortest one, because I know the kids like things that are short. Right. Um. So the so the, the mitzvah that I'm going to talk about is um, lessons um, from a donkey and an ox. Okay. So um, there's a, there's a mitzvah in here in Deuteronomy 22 verse 10. It says, "You shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together," and it's because, as Rabbi Hirsch explains, the ox and the donkey they they have two different strides, they have different different strengths, and if they're plowing together they're constantly battling and pulling each other and it's 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 very um it's not good for them and so it's not fair and it's not kind to the animals to do that and that's why Hisham tells us not to do that but you know we we're, we're not I don't think any of us in here are farmers and we don't have land we don't plow our fields so how does this relate to you you know how does this relate to you and since we're not farmers we're not going to be dealing with oxen and donkeys um, well, the way we can, you know, make it relate to us is um, is brought to us by, you know, Apostle Shaul, you know, and he said in, in Second Corinthians, he said, be, not, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So, um, you know, this is telling us, you know, as followers of Yeshua and also as Torah keepers, you know, people who follow the Torah and, and are... And, and follow Judaism, that we you know we shouldn't have partnerships with those um, who don't really agree with our our faith. You know, um, if they're going to be always fighting us, there's going to you know it's not going to work out. So we could make so there's a practical example to us um, um, to you know at least in in our in our in our I guess business dealings and and maybe even just more of our relationships of things, people that we associate with a lot, hang out with a lot. Um, You know, we wouldn't want to, um, you know, be unequally yoked with them. Now, that's not to say we don't want to have friends that are not Torah keepers. You know, we want to obviously be loving and kind to all those around us and to be friends with them and to, you know, encourage them to, to follow you, to follow Hashem and his ways. But, um, you know, if they're not interested in any of that, you know, we're just civil, but we don't want to like, you know, I guess do, um, be too to get too close to them, I should say. And you know, oftentimes this verse is also, uh, attached to marriage as well. You know, so this saying like, don't marry somebody that um doesn't have at least um some of the same core beliefs that you have, um, because if not, it's really going to be a very hard Hard marriage um, to deal with. Not to say it doesn't happen, and it does. And you know, may Hashem bless those marriages and may them make them work. But sometimes, it a lot of times they they end up um, in divorce. Um, so then, Rabbi Rabbi Jonathan Sachs has told us um, another interesting thing. He says um, the greatest challenge for Jews in the modern world is not is not anti-Semitism, or external threats, but internal assimilation. So um, he observed, to to defend a country, you need an army, but to defend a civilization, you need schools. Or in our case, to defend our, our faith and our religion, we need you know, teachings and schools. At, at least even this could be like a school um, once a week. Um, and we also have our, our home schools that we do and Shabbat. And so we always are able to learn um, what our religion is about, what our faith is about, what the Torah is about, you know, at, at least once a week, if not more often than that. Um. So, you know, in that sense, he said, it's kind of saying, you know, to not, to not be unequally yoked with, I guess, the world, you know? So we have to be the, the shining light around us, you know, we have to stand stand us apart from the world and, and may, may those who interact with us see that and see that it's a blessing, right? Um, Oftentimes, or I guess it has, it has been said in the Torah that, um, that the other nations will look to Israel and see how uh, wonderful they are and want to follow them, you know, and to, to make that really work is when we, live up to the Torah standards and people see that we are just and good and kind and loving to one another and even loving to um, those around us that may not even be following Torah. And so um, that is how we be the shining light that, that shines brightly among among everyone around us. So, so Shabbat shalom. <clears throat> And Saho was gonna share something for Ezra?
4: Yes. Okay. Uh, talking about the uh, second portion, uh, we have the uh, continu- continuation of the final instructions by uh, Moshe and right now he makes reference to the rules of a uh, for the execution of those uh condemned to death okay uh it says uh, if, if an individual is hanged their body must not remain in that position overnight okay it must be buried the same day to avoid the blasphemy against hashem and to preserve the uh, spiritual uh, purity of the uh, of the land, or the reason behind that uh, prohibition of uh, leaving the corpse overnight, and the need for immediate burial is to prevent the soil and the uh, surroundings from being spiritually con- uh, spiritually contaminated by the presence of someone who's who has been cursed one is guilty it should not be clar- it should be clarified that uh, that they are guilty and that they deserve that kind of debt. Uh, death uh, as it is mentioned in uh, numbers uh, 25 4 in in relation to the incidents with the israelites and apostasy in uh, Baal peor uh, when Elohim says to uh, Hashem Take all the heads of the people and hang them before Hashem in the sun, in and in the indignation will be, and the indignation will be turned away from Israel. Okay. Uh, additionally, additionally, this practice was considered unworthy and dishonorable for both the individual and the whole community in, uh, in, in general. The spiritual message that we have behind this prohibition is to convey the importance of maintaining the uh, the spiritual purity. You know, uh, that's why he says that uh, even though he did that, the bearing, uh, bearing of his uh, of the course quickly, and also treating it with respect, it's a way of restoring the harmony between Hashem. And the and the and the co- community. Now, scientifically, uh, when a body is hand after a uh, dead, its decomposition uh, rapidly begins to the uh, proliferation of bacteria and the uh, action of enzymes in the tissue. And in warm and uh, humid climates, like in the desert, this, uh, the decomposition can be more accelerated due to the uh, condition for, you know, good conditions for uh, bacterial activity. Now, during this decomposition, tissues break down and releases gases and the body, bodily fluids can be generate odors and contaminate the soil and the, and the water. So leaving the body hanging outdoors uh, this speed up the uh, process of the decomposition. Now, by exposing it to the environment, bacteria and uh, possible insects and scavengers, such as the necrophagus, beetles, uh, carrion flies, ants, and uh, wasps, uh, these, insects, these insects, while playing an important role in the ecosystems, also uh, can transmit uh, uh diseases uh, uh from the uh from the uh, uh, corpse in uh, the composition okay uh that's about the guy who's been hanged now regarding to the uh, prohibition on version uh, on the verse 5. And it says, a woman should not wear a man's clothing, nor shall a man put a woman's clothing, for anyone who does this is, is an abomination to Hashem, your Elohim. Uh, now, we got to know that in various uh, Asian, Asian cultures, including some pagan practices, were to have cases where the man was dressed as a woman and the woman, as uh, as a man, as part of uh, of their religious and uh, and spiritual rituals. Now, these practices were often related to the belief that the ability to transcend the conventional gender, okay, into into the divine in a special way. So, these uh, practices in. Uh, that were included in the fertility festivals where men sometimes dress as a woman just to symbolize the connection between, uh, the connection with nature and the fertility. Now, in rituals <clears throat> dedicated to goddesses and worshipers in certain polytheistic religion. In it was their belief that the men who dress as a woman could connect more deeply with the energy and the power of the uh, of the goddess, uh, and so they do it, uh, uh so they will have some kind of a spiritual uh, uh, trans, trans, transformation. That's why they, uh, they did that, they uh, because they want to be closer to their uh to their to their gods you no know? mm-hmm. so that's why hashem uh, he says that it's uh, 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 that we shouldn't do that anyway and nobody should should do that so that's why uh he, he got that that command to
1: mm-hmm. so that shalom,
13: shalom. 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 Oh, were, were you done? I'm sorry, uh, Ezra. Were, were you finished, Ezra? Yes, I mean yes. yes, yes. Okay. I was. Okay. Saying, okay. I was in okay. Um. So, um, this <laughs> this tour portion has a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to cover. I did want to cover just a real quick. Uh, the um, a uh, huge um. It's not necessarily the focus of the Torah portion, but it is uh, uh, something that needs to be addressed. Um, in uh, that, our our fellow brothers and sisters sometimes point out um, a glaring issue, and the issue with the Pesora uh, specifically, uh, Paul's uh, teachings is there is a prohibition in the in the Torah portion we just read. To not return a runaway slave and uh it appears in the uh book or the letter uh, to philemon that uh that uh paul the uh the the or shaul the the uh self appointed apostle from uh tarsus uh says no uh, um we need to go ahead and, and send this slave back and give him at the mercy of his slave master, hoping that he will be forgiven because he's a brother. and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't get to just make up stuff. and this is a case where um the commentator, which would I think uh Shaul is, uh you know he's he's very knowledgeable. He sat under uh, very righteous people, uh, very astute teachers. but I think in this particular, case we we first of all we don't have all the information but just take it on face value there's a huge issue and uh you know uh, i stand with my my brothers in this and that what what are you doing why why are you uh you know sometimes there's a lot of stuff especially in this tour portion and other tour portions where we're like this doesn't make any sense it doesn't seem to be right you know going in uh taking over a, a you know, a country and, uh, you know, uh, slaughtering, um, slaughtering, you know, the, the, uh, the people, but, um, and then leaving the, the, you know, the wives, but, um, you know, but, but, but it, it was what was in the context of the, of the, of the, uh, the period of that time. So, as shema was speaking to people plainly at that time, uh, what I was saying, why I was bringing that up, is is because we need to we need to clarify. We need to take everything in context, whether it be Paul or other people, other commentators. We need we need to put it against the Torah. If it doesn't match up with the Torah, then we need to we need to examine it and say, okay, maybe I'm not understanding. Or maybe the commentator is not understanding, or maybe they're off, you know. Um so okay, so uh so the second point i I what the point I was getting to, I just want to address Shaul. Uh the um and you know, it's it's I was I was just giving my opinion on Shaul um okay, so the the tour portion on this uh, is about the tour portion today is about division, okay all through um the tour portion is about uh you know male and female uh it was about Jew and non-jew uh there's a lot of a lot of mitzvah over here um, and this this is one that uh, we have to address. Um, it's very important to notice things, especially within the Torah portion, uh, that uh, are repeated twice, because the Torah says the Torah Tanakh and the Baisora all say within a matter uh, with the with the witness of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. Okay, so is there anything? In this Torah portion, uh, that that comes up twice, and there is, and it's uncomfortable to talk about. The thing that's co- uncomfortable to talk about is uh, a man's uh, parts are damaged. One time, it's either uh, Rashi says either it's a self mutilation, or if it's a, if it's a, something that happened in an, in an accident, and his members are are uh, are damaged. And uh, the other time is where he's fighting with a with another man, and his wife comes in and grabs the other man's uh, privates and uh, damages them. So this is a very, very strange, you know. Thing was this like a modern? Was this a problem that that was happening constantly? You would think it was just like a like a very strange uh, incident, but apparently it was such a big deal that they had to address it. So, um, wh- what's the What's the meaning behind it? Why? Why bring this up twice? And I think I think the the reason why is is Hashem wants us to be. He wants us to uh, have children. He wants us to uh, proclaim His word throughout the world, and we have to do that with the potential. So we we start with a with an act. It starts with the potential. It starts with the thought. Okay. And in our bodies, that is the, the the potential of of an act. Is you know we give procreation, and I think it's um, important that Yeshua points this out. He says, you know, as a, a person is in their heart, so they so they act out, and so they become. Right. So we have to start there. We have to protect what's ours. Uh, it, it says. Uh, uh, the the uh it's Jewish soldiers Jewish soldiers Jewish soldiers uh Hebrew soldiers Israelite soldiers uh had a piece of armor that protected their groin uh this uh went on to other cultures seemingly this was uh you know like the Scots you know they had the piece of armor anyways we're not focus on that but the focus is the this um this part that comes out, uh, particularly uh, in the Torah portion, comes out twice. And so I was saying, what can we glean from that? And I think what we glean from it is, is we have to protect the potential. Uh, at the very end of the Torah portion, we're reminded of who our enemies and it is not the devil. It is not the Christian devil. There is no devil going out. Trying to, he's independent of God, and he's he's trying to, you know, you know, make your life bad, and and you know you're you just you know uh, are afraid and everything. There's only Hashem. That's that's the the uh, uh, the spiritual application. There's only Hashem, right? Um, yes, Hasatan is only doing his job, and 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 sometimes Hashem. Uh, according to what he told balam or Balaam was today hashem or the angel of hashem or the the one who stands before hashem became his accuser so we do, we don't want to be in that place you know um but so let's uh, this is also the case with with that we uh we got to protect the uh we got to protect the the seed the potential in us and I know I'm going in circles here because of the the particular subject matter is a little bit you know hard to to go around but it's important it's it appeared twice so we need to address it and so let us grab the potential and let us have good potential that we do positivity that we, we that we proclaim that we uh, we choose not to be negative that we. um that we lead forth the potential that we portrayed in our children, and that in the future, there'll be thousands and thousands and thousands of generations of those who uh, get the benefits of the choices we make today. So let us make good choices. Let us protect uh, our intent, our spiritual intent, as well as the physical aspects. And uh Ruk Hashem.
12: Okay, so many awesome things in this Torah portion, but I'm going to confine myself to the Haftarah. So, the Ashkenazi Haftarah reading for this week's Torah portion is Isaiah 54, verses 1 to 10, both Ashkenazi and Sephardi. However, there is a halakha that states that the Haftarah portions are supposed to be a minimum of 21 verses long. This is the only Hofstra portion that uh, breaks that rule. And um, I'm going to be an amateur historian today, and um, and paint a picture of why that may have happened. Um, So um, historically, the rabbis, the Talmud um, did see isaiah fifty three and fifty four. Actually, all throughout Isaiah, it speaks about the servant of Hashem, the servant, the servant. and the the big question uh, between Jews and Christians is who is the servant? And historically, um, the rabbis, the the of the talmud, they did they did believe and write. That it was it was it, it was Mashiach. Of course, they didn't uh, accept Yeshua, but they did say that it was Mashiach. Now, um, of course, most Christian commentaries are going to say it's talking about Yeshua, and most Jewish commentaries today are going to say it's talking about Israel. And um, I believe that both are true. It depends on which verse, really. Um, in Isaiah chapter forty-nine, verse six. Um, it's obviously talking about a third person, someone who is not the nation of Israel, um, because of context. It says, it is too small, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nation so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. So it's talking about a servant who will raise up Jacob and restore the nation of Israel, Right. So this is a third person, this is not talking about Israel as a nation. But then we have in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 8, it says, But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remotest parts and, and, and said to you, You are my servant, I have chosen you and not rejected you. So that verse is obviously talking about the nation of Israel, right? And it reminds me also of how, um, you know, the firstborn, right? The firstborn, um, Hashem calls uh, Israel his firstborn. And then in the Brit Hadasha, it calls Yeshua the firstborn, right? Um, so I believe the answer is that both can be correct. If there are 70 faces to the Torah, why can there not be at least two faces to the Haftarah and to the Tanakh? Okay, and um, there's a famous debate in history called the Dialogue with Trifo between uh, Justin the Martyr and Trifo. And and Justin the Martyr's whole uh, stance was, well, maybe not his whole stance, but a big part of his argument was that the suffering servant of of Isaiah would suffer. He would be persecuted, he'd be rejected. And so he argued that this fits perfectly with the, historical interpretation of the servant in Isaiah. And Trifo actually agreed with him. And he said, be assured that all our nation waits for Messiah. And we admit that all the scriptures which you have quoted refer to him, but whether Messiah should be so shamefully crucified, this we are in doubt about. For whosoever is crucified is said in the, in the Torah, which we just read also to be accursed so that I am exceedingly incredulous on this point. It is quite clear indeed that the scriptures announce that Messiah had to suffer, but we wish to learn if you can prove it to us whether it was by the suffering cursed in the law, for we know that he should suffer and be led as a sheep, but prove to us whether he must be crucified and die so disgracefully and so dishonorably by the death cursed in the Torah, for we cannot bring ourselves even to think of this But I'd like to also remind everyone that in the Talmud it says that Messiah is a leper that sits outside the gate of Rome. He sits outside the gates of Rome and he changes his bandages one by one instead of like the other lepers. It says the other lepers change their band when they change their bandages, they take them all off and then they put new ones all on. But it says that. The leper messiah, when he when he is changing the bandages of his leprous wounds, he takes one off and then replaces it, and then takes another one off and replaces it. Why? So that he can always be ready to be called in, to be called back. So in, even the Talmud paints a picture of, of this leper messiah. A leper was an outsider. He was known to have in Lashan, spoken Lashon Hara, right? That's the classical understanding. And what is Yeshua known as? Especially, it's perpetuated by Christians. Yeshua, Jesus, is known as this anti-Nomian, anti-Torah, um, you know, blasphemous Jew who spoke lots of evil against the Jewish people. Right? That is that is the that is the main picture of um, what um, what how Jesus is known as. Um, anyways, uh, and then. The What happened? And then the Crusades happened. The Crusades happened. And I believe it was because of this, because it was around this time that uh, many Jews stopped uh, stopped writing about and stopped uh, propagating and promoting the historical Jewish interpretation that the, that the, the servant of Isaiah is Messiah. Because of the because of the Crusades, because of all the harm that was done to the Jewish people, because you know because they did not accept that Yeshua was the Messiah, and so you know I I, I feel like you know who can who can blame anyone? I don't think anyone can blame anyone either for believing or not believing in in either way. Um, but interesting to know that the Qumran community. Also, um, saw the servant as Mashiach. They even had a hymn that 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 used the words of uh, Isaiah um, to refer to Mashiach. And also later on um, in the Zohar, uh, which was Rashi was one of the first great commentators um, to to emphatically make a stand and say and say that the ser- the servant of Isaiah was definitely not Messiah. But a um, hundred years later, or not, maybe not a hundred, but over a hundred years later, the Zohar um, came onto the scene and restored the historical um, interpretation of the, the servant being Messiah. Um, I, I, I like how Rabbi Shlomo Astruk said it. He said, he calls the king Messiah, my servant, speaking as one who sent him, or he may call the whole people. My servant, as he says above as he says above my people, Isaiah 53, 6. When he speaks of the people, the King Messiah is included in it. And when he speaks of the King Messiah, the people is comprehended with him. So meaning, the Messiah and the people of Israel are intricately connected. They are one. And Yeshua even said, um, he's, you know, people always say, you know, oh, Yeshua. Yeshua said that he was God because he said, I and the Father are one. But that's not what he meant when he said that. Because he also said, he prayed, he said, Father, make them one. Make them one with us, just as we are one with each other. I'm paraphrasing. You can read it yourself if you want the exact words. But this oneness is not about deity. This oneness is about unity, being one in purpose um, with Hashem. Um, and so I'd just like to um, also read the passages of the Zohar um that talk about this. But one also, one other note, I was reading someone was uh, someone was talking about his um, visit. He said that he had been visiting Chabad and that he really liked Chabad because they were, according to, you know, what he thought, they were following Second Temple Judaism as close as uh as uh, closer than any other group that he could find around him but then there's this one point that they were not following that he thought was the correct way according to second temple judaism and he and he he debated them on that point and he was expressing his great disappointment at Kabad for not you know following the way that he thought it should be followed and um, it, for, um, for me, I'm like, whoever said that Chabad is trying to follow Second Temple Judaism, they obviously aren't the way they dress. There's no one that is truly trying to follow Second Temple Judaism. We don't dress like the way they dress in Second Temple Judaism. We're not trying to bring back, you know, many things that are were done at that time. I'm, I'm certainly not. Um, um, Judaism is always evolving and that's not a bad thing. And that's what the whole point of the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin, the great courts of Israel, they were there to help Judaism evolve. And we just read in the Torah portion that, you know, that you can that you can stone people and that you can, you know, do these these types of things. And you may say, well, you know, if you want Second Temple Judaism back, or even if you want the days of the Torah back, exactly how it was. Then we're what you're saying is we want slavery back, we want stoning back. You know, we want all these things. And I don't believe that when Mashiach comes, he's not going to bring. He's not going to say like, "I'm here now. We're going to have stoning again. We're going to have slaves again." No, I don't believe Mashiach is going to bring back slavery. In fact, it, it, in the Messianic era, it talks about a time when each man is going to own his own, um, his own vineyard, right? And and we're not going to have to answer to oppressors. Um, anymore so yes the Torah is eternal the principles are eternal but that's not it's not Edenic right in Eden there were no slaves you know what is closer to 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 olam haba the days of the Torah or or Eden and you know the Torah is there to curb our our appetites to, to curb our sinful nature but we don't have to stop at the Torah. We can evolve, and we have evolved, and we do evolve. And we don't have to devolve. Okay, I believe in this type of evolution, this type of human evolution—not from monkey to human, but from animalistic to godly. Okay. Um, okay. I just want to close with the uh, the words of the Zohar, um, going back to the original point about Hamashiach is the, the servant um, and also Israel um, of Isaiah. It says here um, in the Zohar, these are three different separate passages of the Zohar that talk about Messiah, that he takes upon himself the sickness and chastisements um, of the people of Israel and that his his suffering is like that of, um, of a single limb that, that a physician must bleed in order to bring healing to the rest of the body. He had to be stricken. He had to suffer. This is the Zohar. Messiah then enters and summons every sickness, every pain, and every chastisement of Israel. They all come and rest upon him. And were it not that he had thus, and thus lightened them of Israel and taken them upon himself, there had been no man able to bear Israel's chastisements for transgressions of the Torah. This is that which is written in Isaiah 53, 4, Surely our sicknesses he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Zohar. Um, when, the, when, the Holy One's de, when the Holy One desires to give healing to the world, he smites one righteous man from among them, and for his sake heals all the rest. From where do we learn this? From the saying in Isaiah 53:4, surely our sicknesses he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. A third passage from the Zohar. At the time when the Holy One desires to atone for the sins of the world, like a physician who to save other limb, limbs bleeds the arm, he smites their arm and heals their whole person. As it is written in Isaiah fifty-three five. but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. So when anti-missionaries say there's no such thing as a man suffering on behalf of the sins of others, they are being uh, narrow-minded. They are being um, tunnel-visioned. Okay, because the Zohar, the Talmud, um, the 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 Hasidim, Hasidic thought speaks of this: the the atonement of um, of the wicked by the righteous, by the Sadiqim, by the righteous man. Um, but also, the nation of Israel is also. That righteous nation who atones for the rest of the world. And I and I believe it's true, you know. Why did the Holocaust happen? That is one, I think, one valid explanation. You know, the children, the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, simply for being Israel, even now, even now in modern-day Israel. Why does Palestine hate Israel so much? Why is the left so um against the nation of Israel and the people of God? Because of who we stand for? Because we stand for The Torah, and because we are um, a testament that the Torah is true, Hashem is true, and his prophecies are true, and he upholds his people.